Episode 25, Van Richten's Guide to Vampires, Part 2. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Betrion, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Deer. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now... Let's get right to Ravenloft. Welcome back to Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. Let's dive right back in. So, as the platform creaks and groans beginning to sway as it descends the tower, Van Richten's visage vanishing from sight on the floor above, you pass through the lower two floors quickly, though not quicker than the first time, as you see the decay rotting floorboards and the hole in the walls as it slowly descends. But within a minute or so, you hear a thunk as it hits the ground of the bottom floor. The four clay statues around you relaxing their grips and returning to a neutral position. The saber-toothed tiger toward the rear of the chamber giving you a lingering, baleful stare, but otherwise seeming content to nibble on the wolf leg between its paws. Right. Well then, uh, we should get going before it gets too dark. Yeah. Uh, Esmeralda, are you bringing the death trap along with us? She... Gives you a look. I think that, um, well, there are a number of things in there that I think might prove quite helpful in our efforts. Um, and I know that uh, you might not be comfortable with them, but one has to take risks, yes? And um, regardless, if you are looking to go up against Radvan Zelovich, I think you can do worse than having those particular assets, yes? Yeah, no, I can't really argue with that. Fair Besides, enough. how else are we going to blow up the castle like Lillison wants to do? Yeah, actually, that was a terrifying point. It's a brilliant idea, right? We can trust that Lillison is helpful, and she's going to give a pointed look at Metreon and not a spy. He gives her like a, yeah, sure, whatever, look back. Uh, but then looks over at uh, Esmeralda's wagon. Oi, uh, what do you hitch that to? Oh, well, if we are headed on our way, I can show you in a moment, but um, if we are stepping outside, and at this point she does make her way through the curtain in the door and out of the tower, giving a kind of respectful but wary nod to the tiger, um, you step out into the cool, misty air of the causeway and the lake around you. Well, if we are going to bring it with us, there's one thing that I uh, would like to go over with you briefly. Um, just I know that um, you had some trepidation about uh, staying the night in uh, Velaki, but... Um, if I could show you, I think that we don't have many other uh, options available to us. Uh, if you'd come over here for a second, and she beckons you over toward the side of the wagon. 
Metron follows. Same, same. Whatever Esmeralda wants us to do, we'll do it. Yep, yep, yep. She pulls the wooden tube out from the place in her uh, long coat where she put it, um, and unscrewing the top, you see what appears to be um, a, a scroll tube or a scroll case of some kind. Carefully, she kind of uh, pours it upside down and then slowly pulls out a long piece of parchment that crackles in her fingers, which she then pushes up against the side of the wagon and unfurls it, pressing it up against and revealing a map. Do we finally get a map? Oh, the only map so much. in the entirety of Barovia. Holy it's shit, we did it, boys! So, Game one, um, we got a map. He <laughs> points to the top left uh, corner. Where it's, do you see where it says Lake Paratok? That is where we are now. Do you have a scale for this thing? Yes, uh, she points to the bottom left. One square, one quarter. God, this place really is tiny. That's what, like... Ten miles across at most. Indeed, it's not uh, incredibly large, which explains why Zalevich uh, feels so confident exercising his power over it. Even Klesk, uh, as far as they might think they are, is not uh, beyond his reach. Um, but uh, regardless, more on topic. Um, you can see how this Farlich Road cuts through the center of the valley and... Uh, down to the southeast, as that I imagine is, uh, if you came from the east, that is whence you came. Um, but as you can see quite clearly, those, uh, so it's quite a bit of civilization towards the western side of the valley. Um, you can see Velaki is uh, quite close by. It is quite a longer trek uh, to get to Serpu. You will have to pass up out of the valley um, through the western gates of Ravenloft, um, so thankfully not past the castle itself, over the bridge of Ser Falls, and then through several mountainous ridges before one gets to the actual uh, uh, trail that leads to the camp. The it's not an easy distance. The proximity to the castle is not reassuring. We have been nearly across the entire breadth of, of Barovia, east to west, but what is this trail leading to the south? And she is pointing at the road that goes down through Salaga Pass and uh, seemingly ends in nowhere in the mountains. Is that I am not entirely sure. Um, all I know is that there is uh, Solanka Pass. It is the road that goes uh, up into uh, the southern mountain, uh, Mount Gakis. Um, there is no similar road uh, for the northern part. Um, you can see here that um, it does appear to split at one point. The switchback heads north and south. One of the routes heads south into the fog, but I'm not sure what the northern one is. Perhaps some, um, well, I'm not sure one might want at the uh, top of the mountain, but perhaps some uh, older settlement. I am not sure. What about this settlement, or whatever that is? Amity's pointing to the symbol um, just to the west of the Lunar River Swamp Place. Um, are you pointing to, um... To Argenvostholt. Yeah, to Argenvostholt. <laughs> Got it. Uh, that, is, um, <laughs> uh, that is, from what I've heard, uh, seems to be an old uh, manor of sorts. Uh, I've heard that it might, uh... I've heard rumors of my, of my people that it is haunted. Um, I had actually been intending to investigate it at some point. I have heard, um, some rumors that perhaps, um... Well... There are some conversations about that place that seems to have a long history um, regarding that specific location. Uh, it is, uh, as I said, an old stone manor. Yeah, I have heard from some of the... Yes? 
Oh no, I was just saying to the others. The, I think the the hunters was telling us about it when we was coming up uh, coming up to Valaki. Some about knights or something. Yeah, no, watch out. I've I've heard a rumor that it's haunted by like a dragon. <laughs> Perhaps. I have heard that, uh, well, it is reportedly, I don't know, I've not seen it myself, but I've heard that it might harbor enemies of Storad. Perhaps it might contain secrets to its destruction. Um, so I have not made it there myself. Uh, it was something that I've been meaning to investigate at some point. Wasn't it Rictavio who said that there was something regarding a dragon there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, we know we can't really trust anything that Kukold says, right, anyway? Hmm. Well, regardless, um, you can see why um, I imagine we shall have to make a camp for the night in uh, either in, uh, so I would not recommend it outside of Velaki. I think that inside the walls would be safer. Uh, the wildernesses of this village woods are not places that I think we wish to dally uh, after dark. But, um, there are places within the world that I think we might be able to hide, even if there are certain issues. If nothing else, we can try to set ourselves up uh, by the lake if uh, we are not able to gain entry. All right. Well, if we do get in, we just go to Demotikovs, you know, and if, if if need be, we just stay up in the attic for the night and, you know, come down in the morning. Yeah, I don't want to bring trouble down on them, but it's probably our best bet. Plus, I need to refill like bad. They're they're not gonna have any. There's not more coming. Oh fuck! Yeah. All right. Should we get moving then? I think we if if we if it's gonna be a two day track, then we definitely need to make the locky before dark. Oh, absolutely. Indeed. I think that should be uh, quite doable. Velaki is not far. Um, and with that, she rolls up the map and puts it back in the tube and slides it into uh, the pocket, inside pocket of her coat. Well, in that, that case, uh, if we're all ready to go, then I suppose we shall hit the trail, yes? Yes, let's uh, carry on then. Indeed. Uh, and with that, she makes her way up onto the driver's seat of the, of the uh, wagon and takes the reins there. Um, she glances toward... Um, uh, if you wouldn't mind moving a bit to the left, please. He moves a large distance to the left. She chuckles and then looks at um, Metron with a grin. You wanted to know how I pulled my wagon? And then she yeah. snaps the reins and says, Vovash! You watch as there's a swirl of um, uh, of uh, purplish-bluish energy that then immediately solidifies uh, into two corporeal forms. Um, a chestnut brown in a dark black draft horse tethered to the wagon um the uh, leather straps running around their forms the wooden sides of uh, the um of the pulling part of the wagon uh tethered to their sides uh and they stand there silently uh puffing mist into the chill lake air holy fucking and uh as metrion is is uh blown away by this uh, display uh he does want to actually kind of go up to uh, the black horse's uh, mane and just sort of see if it's real, see if it's uh, like physical. You touch it in the mane, actually, uh, it, it is incredibly solid. Um, it kind of snorts and paws the ground in a place, but otherwise doesn't uh, uh, push you away. 
Uh, how do you do that? Like I said, I'm not interested in giving up this wagon that easily. I respect that. I respect that a lot. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, if anyone wants to um, hop on, uh, there's not much place, but maybe one or two others could uh, sit in or next to. Otherwise, uh, shall we make our way down the road? Before they leave, Amity is going to take Venrichen up on the offer to pet uh, Ramses. Gotcha. Uh, Ramses uh, does seem to enjoy being scratched behind the ears. Um, and actually kind of... Uh, it's it's almost for a second. It takes you a second when you realize that this kind of like vibrating growl that you hear at the back of the throat isn't a sign of aggression, and then you realize the saber-toothed tiger is doing its best impression of an actual cat's purr. Um, its eyes roll back for a second. Its ears kind of flick, and it just lies there for a moment, seeming to enjoy the attention. Aww. I love him. That's adorable. Uh, before they leave, Lillison is also going to take a moment to. Uh, Talk to Airthrender. Uh, hey, what's up? I I don't know how much you tried to um, test the limits of your magic while close to the tower, but uh, just so you know, I tried some more substantial magic and the potential was used up. But, of course, nothing happened. I don't know if that means anything in particular. Uh, not... I think that's how it's supposed to work. I, it's been 50 years since I took my theory classes, so take all this with a veritable mountain assault. But I think it's not just that, like, it prevents magic. It actually nullifies it when it comes out, if that makes sense. Like, it shatters the link between you and... Well, for wizards, it's the weave. For me, it's words of creation, and I don't know what it is for you. She just nods. But yeah, it's, I think... Go ahead. It's um, too bad that... That one cannot simply take this with us, you know? He laughs. I considered trying to deconstruct it, but I figured that that would almost certainly get me killed, so... Not, but it would be nice. It'd be... Regrettably, it's a terribly powerful spell. I've only ever met one person who could do magic that strong, and he's no longer with us, so... I think we'll have to do without. She nods and, uh... You know, watches Amity petting Ramses. Aww. As she's preparing to go, uh, you watch Esmeralda frown for a second and then uh, duck back into the wagon, the horses uh, waiting patiently for her. She pops her head out a moment later. Metzlion, uh, your handy was a crossbow, right? Uh, did I am. I'd like to think so. She nods and then tosses you a um, uh, small uh, parcel. Uh, not, you realize it's not a parcel so much as um, several crossbow bolts wrapped together with twine. But as you look at them, you see a silvery glint at the sharpened edge. Oh, this is beautiful. Uh, uh, thank you so much. This is, uh, this is a game changer. Well, I think that it might be helpful in case we run into uh, any of the, any more werewolves. Uh, just make sure to uh, use those instead of your ordinary ones. Oh, but, absolutely. Yes. 
All right. In that case, if we are ready to go, then uh, shall we set off? Yeah, let's get moving. All right. She snaps the reins again, and the horses slowly begin making their way, then picking up speed as they trot across the causeway back toward the old earthen trail that leads back toward the Svalich Road. If there's room, uh, Metron would like to sit next to Esmeralda. It's fine if she doesn't want that. No, there's room. And she just kind of moves over a little bit to make room, giving you a nod. Kind of uh, smiles a bit, uh, showing off his gold teeth and uh, kind of brushes his hair back behind his ear and then realizes that he has the pointed ear and then pulls his hair back forward again. Uh, Let's go then. All right, let's do it. And you set off uh, making your way down the causeway and back toward the trail as you head south toward the old Svalich Road. Moving with the wagon is very slightly slower than making your way on foot, but um, not by much and not by any uh, appreciable amount. The horses uh, move forward, uh, their hooves uh, clopping through the muddy earth and pulling the wagon's wheels uh, through the uh, earth and soil. Before long, you come out from the trail back once more onto the main road as you left it. And moving with the wagon, you turn eastward once more orienting yourselves toward Velaki. You travel for another 30, 45 minutes, passing by the grayish trail you saw marked on the map that seemed to lead to the old mansion and passing it by as you proceeded. Another 15 minutes pass and you find yourselves passing through the uh, Luna River Crossroads, the old signpost standing there as in the distance you can see the bridge running over the silvery blue strand of the river. Soon you see yourselves passing a familiar bend in the forest as you see old husks of cottages and skulking shacks that have run down and rotted with the weight of years and in the distance through the mists and the faint boughs of the trees a clearing through which you can faintly see the palisade wall of Velaki. Esmeralda slows the wagon to a halt and glances at the others among you. So, you said that there might be some difficulties getting inside. Hmm? Well, we did sort of kill the Burgomaster's right-hand man, so... We is a strong word. Okay, I... <laughs> there we are. Take pride in it. He was a bastard. Yeah, he had a cold. But- but yeah, no, uh, we are probably criminals if what the others keep alluding to hasn't come to pass, which I believe is a regime change. Well, everyone except Lil, because she didn't go. Yeah, but she's visibly non-human. I think she they'd be able to pick her out as one of us. Yes, she know. I mean, she's half-elf. She's not, you know, she, she just puts her, put her hair down and just cover her ears. She shrugs. I don't know. I... Not, I don't know how they look at these things. But regardless, I don't think the rest of us are getting in. Hmm. Well, I do have some means. Uh, uh, If you'd like, I could see if I could apply some disguises. Uh, I do have uh, some materials for doing so. I know the last time I came in, uh, they are not particularly receptive to Vistani visitors, so it took some doing, but I was able to slip through. Hmm. But regardless, we wouldn't have any issues. Oh? I no, it's it's just a play on words. <laughs> that 
Kiva, look, Kiva takes a second and like you can see the sort of like joke flying over her head as it just floats away on the breeze. Um <laughs> yeah, Met- Metron does the math woman look. <laughs> um well, I mean, with all due respect, Amity doesn't really like to disguise herself and I don't know, she sort of gestures to her blue hair that I can really fix this. So maybe we just try to hide some of us to come in and maybe the more normal looking of us and she sort of looks at Erthrodir and Alyssa and Metreon can maybe go in that way? Well, in this kind of situation, I'd have nothing against disguising myself, but some of us could also turn invisible. Yeah, yeah, I can get one or two folks. Um, Ismark, do you think that you will need to be concealed as well? He grimaces and then nods. And at this point, Esmeralda says, well, if nothing else, I can try to conceal uh, perhaps two or three people inside the wagon. Uh, we can hope for the idea that they will not make their way inside. Or, wait, same. Amity, can you can you do that too? The the invisibility? I can now. I Wait, now? As in like when um, the last day? Wait, I, I, isn't, I feel like the same thing's sort of been happening to a bunch of us where, I mean, I've been learning, or I don't know if learning's the right word, but like getting a bunch of new magic. I mean, yeah, but I, uh, huh. Nice. Congrats, I guess. Thanks. I mean, the same thing's been happening for you, right? You've cast a bunch of spells that I feel like you would have cast inside that house if you'd known them back then. Well, I mean, that that's more like remembering and me kind of like percolating and getting back my... Yeah, I suppose. It's just... It's funny, I guess. Just hadn't thought about it. Well, in that case, that means between the two of us, we can hit four people, right? That should solve most of our problems. Like, uh, that, that'd that hit Kiva, Amity, and, uh... Ismark and Arena. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of us can disguise. Should we do that, then? I'm fine with it. If you think that that will be enough time for us to, um, get in, perhaps, uh, place that order for that dress, and, uh, get ourselves into safety. Yeah, actually, that was a thought. Do we have money? Metron just kind of looks away. Shakes her head. (laughs) I am. Not much. I've got seven. Okay, let's, 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 okay. Let's consolidate. I've got seven gold. (laughs) I spent the last of of mine hiring those, um, those escorts to the winery so okay i've got a winning personality <laughs> got a gold and 41 copper uh, metreon huh what you, how, how much gold are you sitting on uh, uh I'm, not, I'm not sitting on any gold he kind of like lifts his butt up off of the seat and wiggles his tail a bit before wrapping it back around his waist he just gives him a look please uh fine I got, he kind of like starts to rummage through his bag, and as he does, you start to hear the jingle of a lot of coins. 
so let's talk. I got about uh, looks like 30, 37, 38 gold inside. Uh, about uh, I don't know, about uh, fifty electrum and fifty silver. Earthen Deer does not know if he's telling the truth. All right. Well, that I don't actually know how much dresses cost. I've only really haven't bought many of those in my life. Would that get us? It depends entirely on um, how fine we wish the dress to be, which I suppose correlates directly with how much we want those resurrections. I think the answers vary. I think the answer lies entirely in Metreon's hands. Odie's hands? And he kind of wiggles his five fingers. Those hands, but filled with gold, yes. I mean, these hands is pretty stealthy. This, this isn't, this has nothing to do with it. I am asking how much you are willing to contribute towards making this dress fine enough to please the abbot. Let's get some rates then, yeah? And then we'll see. Generally, yeah. generally, tailors will, uh, will ask about your budget and then offer to tailor up to how much you're willing to spend. But then again, I don't entirely know the way they think they do things here. Yeah, you know, we, we get there and we see, yeah? How about Esmeralda? I mean, I you have this big wagon. I don't know if you have anything, but I feel like it, you know, it's within all of our best interests to include you on the, the resurrection thing. Esmeralda chuckles. Well, I'm glad that uh, you would extend such a thing to me. It is, um, I'm honored, but um, unfortunately, um, uh, all the uh, gold that I had went straight into preparing for this journey before I passed through the mists. Um, I have quite a few pieces of uh, helpful items that are very good at uh, killing and surviving vampires and undead, but as for liquidity, not very much. Look at that! Just you know, we get to rights. We we talk to the tailor, and we, we just we we will figure out then. All right. Let's, yeah. Let's just get inside first. We gotta we gotta worry about getting inside. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess Amity and I get disguise Amity and Kiva, and then the rest of us put on makeup and things. That's about right. All right. All right. And uh, you watch as Esmeralda kind of like opens the door into her wagon and rummages around for a sec, a few minutes and then comes out again, bearing a small, uh, uh, small leather uh, satchel, similar to the one you've seen Metron carry. All right. Metron, you take one, I'll take the other. Uh, yeah, 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 totally. Uh, Metron has kind of like uh, the sparkling anime eyes as he sees Esmeralda's much nicer uh, and much more uh, extensive kit than uh, he has. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, he'll start to work with her. Okay. So who's getting disguised? Who's getting invisible? I presume the disguises are happening first for time reasons. Yeah. Uh, I think the disguises are everyone except Amity and Kiva. Okay. Uh, that'd be easy enough. Um, together um, with Metreon and Esmeralda tag teaming, we're able to uh, apply disguises over the course of maybe 30 minutes or so uh, to each of the individuals who need one. By the Make end sure of the you accentuate my eyelashes. They never get the attention they deserve. Of course. It's a very well cut. Mm, thank you. We need some uh, spackle she... for that scar, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's all right. I can, I can do what I can to cover it up. It, it'll, be a bit, uh, it'll be a bit sloppy, uh, but I think I should be able to cover it. 
I don't think they pay the guards enough here to pay attention. That's fair. Well, uh, again, it steps back. Wilson? Esmeralda, do you have a plan for where you will be keeping your wagon? Just because... Well, you heard what happened to Richta, uh, Van Richten's wagon while he was here, and it would be a shame for uh, yours to be tampered with while we were here. Oh, sorry. Um, I was not... Um, I, I have uh, been in uh, Velaki on one other occasion. Um, and I, as I recall, I was able to come to sufficient terms to uh, conceal it in the place. Um, if we are keeping watch through the night, then um, if we're only going to be there for um, uh, a single evening, I don't think that we should run into any trouble. All right. Yeah. Before they go in, Merithrandir is going to pull Lilithan aside for a moment. Hey, um, while we're in here tonight, can I ask you for a favor? You may ask. <laughs> That's what I said. It. I'm... When I was spring, the kid, the one I was going to tutor, the Velakovich brat, Victor, I told him I'd come back to see if I could work on his circle before things went to shit. I still intend to do that, if it, if only to tell him that his plan is stupid because Strahd presumably has control over that sort of thing and make sure he doesn't disintegrate any more maids and I was wondering if you could come along Wilson frowns a little bit she is silent for a few moments and then says yes of course if you have um well if Velaki is still in the state we left it then yes but I am very much curious to see what, if anything, has changed. It may be that perhaps that is no longer the uh, foremost concern on his mind. Ah, uh, possibly. But if not, then thank you. That uh, means a lot. I just uh, don't want to deal with him alone again. And I trust you to be cleverer than the little bastard. I entirely understand why you would not want to go back alone. Thanks. And yeah, that's all. Okay. With the disguises applied, um, Esmeralda gives you a nod uh, if you'd like to apply the invisibility spells. So which of us cannot be disguised and therefore need invisibility? Uh, and just Amity and Kiva? you and Kiva. Okay, cool. Yeah. Erythrindir um, stands side by side with Amity. Alright, uh, I guess Amity will go ahead and cast Invisibility on Kiva. Okay. Kiva, you are now invisible. Alright, Kiva, you watch as a <laughs> spiral of this wisps around your body, and then slowly, as if dissolving into the ether, you watch as your form vanishes until you can see nothing remaining. Though you feel the weight of your limbs. Earthrendir just watches her cast the spell, and he's just this got this like immensely fond smile. <laughs> I I might have um maybe saw you casting it, and I might have picked it up. Holy shit! And he just grins and begins to weave the spell around her. And yeah, he will 
do the same damity. Okay. Both of them vanish from sight. Esmeralda nods <laughs> in satisfaction. Wait, wait, wait a moment. I, I, I don't know that it worked. What do you mean no. it didn't work? I still see Amity, and I can see my hand, so... I mean, I can't see you. But she's standing right here. Amity moves ten feet to the left. Well, now you're gone. Maybe this is just Wait, no. you're doing its thing. No, but I sw- I can see her. Wait, Emily, Emily sort of walks back. Um, I mean, I can't see either of us. Is this, is this, you said, I know you said that you can, like, detect magic near you. Is it like that? Are you detecting the magic? Well, I don't know. She's going to move closer to Amity again until she can see her. At this point, as you're looking around, you can see through your gaze. Um, the world itself seems as it usually is, but Amity seems grayed out somewhat, uh, a strange silhouette, but recognizably Amity, delineated in places and edges, but and surrounding her, small shimmers of greenish-blue energy that swirl along her limbs and skin and dance in the gray light, clearly casting light and shadows upon the outlines of her form. But as you step back, those wisps vanish, and as you step forward, they return, casting her into clear view despite her invisibility. Really weird. Does your cool, like, fey barbarian stuff make you evolve true side or something? Because if so, I'm I'm a little bitter. New. This is all new. Then, uh, congrats, I suppose. That's really cool. That we probably should yeah, get moving. So yeah, really, let's move. So wait, everything's good. You can, you're still. I mean, just like Mister Metran's kind of looking around, trying to figure out where they are. You're all still invisible, though, right? I mean, I'm not. I'm not the crazy one, right? Stop it! Cut it out. Your sins will haunt you. I just. I got these silver crossbow bolts, and I will not be afraid to use them. How can you hit a ghost? And he just stops. All right. I don't like that. Are we are we applying the the other disguises or? We 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 we've done it that before this. Oh, um, who applied the disguise to Lillison? Was it Ez or was it Metrion? It was uh, me, Ez. so I can keep an eye on you. <laughs> okay, that's valid. All right, very fair. Um, Esmeralda uh, gives the patch of air where she thinks Kiva is a kind of surprised but approving nod uh, and then turns to the others. All right, if we're ready to uh, head in, let's uh, take a look what uh, Lucky has in store, shall we? Let's crack on. All right, let's do it. And with that, you proceed down the dirt road, the woods receding behind you, revealing the Selen Mountain Burg of Velaki. You can see the thick fog swirling, uh, swirling around the walls, and as you come closer, you see the set of sturdy iron gates that stands on either side of the wooden palisade. 
You can see the half dozen pikes on either side, the woods, wolves' heads now quite clearly rotted in the moist open air. But as you look over the wall, the gates themselves, there's no sight of any guards. Huh. Uh-oh. That's no good. Or maybe it's really good. I, I don't know. Look, if they've Perhaps chosen this to time to experiment with trouble. anarchy. No, I think it's for the best that we're not recognizable right now. If there's been something, then we don't necessarily want to be who we were last time. Or perhaps we do. Then we can wash it off when we're sure. Kiwi, you alright? Ah, uh, good. Um, nervous. I suppose this doesn't feel right. Let's let's get to the end. The Mardikals will know what's gone down. And yeah, we go forward, okay. I guess. Very good. With that, you make your way forward, and though the gates are closed, they don't seem to be locked. Um, pulling forward, you're able to open them with a grinding squeal that, as you look around nervously, no one seems to be paying much attention to this side of the town. As such, you quietly, somewhat suspiciously, begin to make your way past the gates and into the main road that cuts through the central portion of the town. You begin making your way through the street, and the roads themselves are abandoned, even for the quiet, uh, uh, gray-lit daytime. You've seen business uh, in this part of Valaki before uh, during the daytime hours, but it's deserted, not a soul nearby. Though as you slowly begin to make your way forward, you see in the distance, um, perhaps a, um, a few houses down where the road bends, um, what seems to be a small crowd of uh, perhaps a dozen or more people that have assembled outside of one of the buildings. As you continue closer, the wagon rolling ahead as you press in on either side, doing your best to appear inconspicuous, you see immediately at the edge of the crowd two uh, Vlachians dressed in the familiar garb of the guards that you've seen at the gates in the past. Spears standing at their sides, but not held firmly, but leaning against them. As the guards themselves look, stand at the, stand at the side of the crowd and look up at the center of the crowd's attention. You see standing atop a uh, tall wooden crate, old and splintered in places, but seemingly uh, substantial enough to support the weight of a figure, a man balding in places with slightly sallow, uh, drooping cheeks, uh, wearing a long brown robe that descends down his shoulders and sides. Around him you see six plain-dressed individuals uh, uh, of assorted uh, appearances and genders, uh, each one of them wearing a scimitar strapped to their belt. Around the guards you see a dozen other Valachians gathered around, and as the brown-robed man stands atop the crate. He raises his arms and speaks loudly, his voice reverberating, not with passion, but with an edge of condemnation. 
And as you pass, you hear some of his words drifting through the air. They're rotten, all of them. We know this. You've heard it themselves of their unnatural nature, the strange lights that the people have seen in the attic. Each and every one of you knows someone thrown in those stocks are purged by his depravities. But he wished to purge evil from you and your families, but the only evil one was him. Is him, not only for his cruelty, but for the depravities of his dog. But that dog is dead. He can lie and he can bully, but he knows in his heart that he brought this misery upon us. Through his festivals, he angered the devil in his castle. His responsibilities demanded our protection, but he did worse than fail. He drew his wrath down upon us. He claims that all will be well, but he looks only to pull the wool over your eyes. Do you wish to linger? By now you've passed by the crowd, uh, but you can stay if you'd like to listen to more. Yeah, Arthur listen to staying. Yeah, Barathon to staying. Yeah, I'm gonna sorry. Try, to, try to stealth, though, to uh, just not stand out. Yeah, try and be inconspicuous. Same, same, gives same. you a nod and kind of pulls the wagon uh, up to the side of the road uh, by an alleyway, perhaps a few dozen yards up as you make your way back, uh, kind of mixing into the crowd. The man continues. Look to the blood spilled by the spawn of the devil. The innocent slain, the most holy church desecrated. The keeper of the sanctuary dead in the home of his own divinity. The vampires and their ongoing attacks have made it clear. Baron Vlokovic has brought this down upon us. They've continued their attacks across the town. You've heard it yourselves. Some of you have seen it. Another innocent found dead just down the street from where we stand today this morning. Lest we forget Berez to the south, destroyed decades past. Why? Because its burgomaster did what no one should dare, incurred the wrath of the devil in Castle Ravenloft. I tell you now, my friends, my neighbors, if Loki does not act now, it might not be next. It will be next. Now, my friends, is a time for choosing. He steps down from the platform. Um, the crowd begins to whisper quietly, fearfully, anxiously to one another. The two guards, you see, are actually looking up in rapt attention, and one of them is actually nodding slightly. The robed man speaks with the others, burying the blades around him, and uh, the quiet hubbub of the crowd uh, rises. One or two disperse, though none really spare any glances for you. They seem self-absorbed for now. What she, we is, do? she is doing this in a way that seems organic. Interesting. There, it's going to be tonight. I know that feeling in, in the air. There, where it's not, it's about to break. Do you wish to save him? The boy? He's a kid. He's fucked up, but he's a kid. 
Well, it seems we have our work cut out for us, then. Not first of which is going to be convincing him that he's not invincible. If we can, I don't know much about his wife, but we should get her too. I don't, in the kind of mood they're in, I don't trust them to make discretions between players and pawns. Kiva's listening to this, but she doesn't want to say anything to give up her invisibility, but she is going to put a hand on Erthrandir and just, like, whisper to him, you don't owe these people your life. He doesn't look at her, but he just says, I know. But I owe them enough to try. They, they didn't ask for this. We know that the boy Victor would probably wish to be away from his father. We we do not know anything about the Burgomaster's wife. We, we do I'm, not know if she might betray us to him. I'm not saying we take him along. We take them along on our merry little quest, but get them out of town. Kresk will take them in. And Victor we, we, is well in Cape. I think so. If they're smart enough to not let on why they're there, and, you know, they took in Ismark and Irina. Odds are they'd take... Although after what they've just been through. I don't know. But that's their decision, ultimately. Ours is to mine and is to try and make sure they have a shot. It, I will, any of you who would like to help, I would appreciate it very, very much. If Victor is as powerful as you say, perhaps all that is needed is to send a message to him telling him he needs to leave. Perhaps he can take care of the rest on his own. He's a stubborn bugger. He's going to need... I, I think I'm going to need to talk to him in person. Very well. Um, in first, though, yes? In first. But I... I don't think we should stay here tonight. Wolves may be bad. Full bore revolutions are worse. But if, if we don't at least stay to end, something could happen to the Markovs. Fuck. So look, Fine. you and Lillison will go to get the boy, and I can stay at the inn and help the Martikovs, maybe with Matryon and Amity, or whoever can split up, but I, I do think we owe the Martikovs help in protecting yeah. them if there is going to be a fight tonight. Of yeah. course, of course. Yeah, no, definitely. Take care of them. I trust y'all. And Dress first. But yes. I don't know if they're going to be much in the mood for making dresses right now. I don't know if there's going to be a dressmaker shop after tonight. If there is one, then, well, it would be foolish not to place our order now, wouldn't it? Point taken. Or you can see about getting something from uh, the Burgomaster's house. Maybe the wife has a dress or something that we can... It doesn't have to be a wedding dress. It could just be something nice, right? Nice and white, yeah. I'll talk to Victor. 
if we don't come back, there's a very real chance he's killed us. Just letting you know. So then, if you're not back in a few hours, we come look for you. I... Hirthamdur looks like he's about to, like, oppose, and then he just looks at the others, and there's something soft in his eyes. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Good luck, all of you. Yeah, uh, you too. Do you, do you want people with you, or is this, uh, is this between you and Victor? I look at Amity. I... I want you to do what you think's right. First and foremost. That, if you want to come, I won't stop you. If you come, you might hear me saying things which are patently untrue, just so you know. Oh, understood. I'll, we'll, we'll figure it out between, between protecting the inn and, and coming with you. All right. Let's go. Okay, so Erthrandir and Lilithan are heading to the Burgomaster's mansion while the others head to the inn? No, we're all going to the inn first. Oh, you're all going yeah. to the inn. Okay, very good. All right. With that, together you set off once more through town, passing along the central road and heading eastward. And as you leave the crowd behind, you see coming into view the familiar silhouette. Uh, now the exterior is slightly surrounded by mist. The Church of St. Andrew. The wagon rolls by, the wheels creaking slightly in the muddy gravel road. But as you do, Metreon, um, as you glance over the uh, path that winds toward the entrance, you swear you can see red stains in the earth. Metreon uh, grabs at the holy symbol that he has that he took from Lucian, kind of presses it to his chest uh, and kind of shudders as he sees the, the church and looks away. Esmeralda notices you looking there and then frowns. Does that look flesh? She shakes her head and turns back to the horses. Perhaps it's best if we get out of here sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving the church behind, the crowd vanishes in the distance, and before long, you find yourselves coming to the central crossroads of the town. Here, there seems to be somewhat more activity, but the streets and alleys themselves are still largely deserted, though you can see across the street from the inn, you can see um, another crowd gathered. This one uh, slightly larger than the other, perhaps uh, 14, 15 Velakians, this time surrounding a uh, set of crates that have set up a small platform upon which another brown-robed figure, a woman, stands flanked by three uh, Velakians wearing scimitars at their sides. As you pass, you hear similar rhetoric echoing through the uh, road, and many of the Vlachians with grim, fearful faces, uh, looks on their faces, listening raptly as the speaker continues. Lillison, one thing that you note as you make your way past is you do recognize one of the uh, buildings uh, a few storefronts down 
from this uh, crowd and on the opposite side of the road from the Blue Water Inn, you see the sign Moldavar and Daughters. And you recognize that as the dressmaker's shop that you saw on your previous visits. Well, I seem to have gotten the name mostly right. Um, Kiva. Oh, sorry, Kiva. Yes. She kind of like nods towards the uh, uh, the sign. Um, are there like dresses in the windows that we can see? Uh, from what you can see, there does appear to be one dress in the window. It's mostly kind of plain, uh, just a simple uh, brown fabric, um, but there's some uh, nicer patterning on it. Um, so it does appear to be a dressmaker shop. How much do you think a dress like that would cost? Oh god, I'm I'm terrible at this sort of thing. My dress was stolen, so um, we didn't have to pay anything for it. But, uh, I mean, in a place like this, knowing what that guy was charging in the village, I would say probably 20 gold minimum, right? Perhaps. I don't know. I wasn't the one paying for most of my clothing, so it's, um... Do you think that something like that could be fancied up with some more lace and, and beads and things like that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not any good with sewing at all, but I know you have uh, Arthur and Deer who can do that mending thing and you can sew, so I think if we were to get something like that, we could make it nice enough for the abbot. Of course, probably not in brown. She's willing to, like, just talk about clothes with Kiva for however long. Oh, Kiva's fully into this. Yeah, they'll have a whole conversation about, like, fit and cut and a hemline and the waist. Do we want a trumpet skirt or a mermaid with, like, a sweetheart top? How you puffy know? do you want the shoulders? All puff. If it's a wedding dress, it's just all puff in the shoulders. Fantastic. Some puff. Some puff. With, like, Giant a mermaid... Puff. And, and and a moderate train. All right, well, you're standing uh, in the intersection close to the Blue Water Inn. Uh, there's the crowd to the south of you and a few storefronts away. You do see the shop. Uh, what would you all like to do? Are you heading into the inn? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I will, uh, I'll wait a little bit with Esmeralda if she needs help parking her wagon, though. Right, Esmeralda pulls it up onto Your the side um, and just kind of pats the horses and leaves them there for a moment. Um, she says, um, I'll stay here for now um, if you want to head in. Um, I just want to keep an eye on this. Um, but I'll be back out here. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we'll just, you know, come inside if, if things get too hairy. All right? Of course. I'll let you know. And uh, if anything happens in there, then you know where to find me. All right. And uh, kind of nod his head and follow the others. All right. Together, you make your way through the door of the Blue Water Inn and into the familiar space of the tap room. Uh, you see um, sitting. The, the first thing you notice is that the bar itself seems untended. The tap, no one there for a moment. But as the door enters, or as the door opens, you hear the chiming of a soft bell and. Erwin Mordekoff steps out from the kitchen. He blinks as he looks out over you. 
And just to confirm, all of the invisible people are still invisible, and the disguised people are still disguised, right? Yes. All right. He looks out over you and says, oh, uh, Good day. Um, uh, please, if you'd like to have a seat, um, my wife and I will be with you shortly. I'd say that Metreon is in his same disguise, so he would probably recognize his like attire and his face paint. That's fair, um, but from looking over, um, well, are you in your Metreon disguise or are you in the dis- another disguise? Yeah, I'm in my Metreon disguise. Yeah, gotcha. the one. Um, okay. Um, as he says that, Erwin um, just kind of nods to himself and turns away and then does a double take. Wait, I know one of you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, you know all of us, but uh, hey, can we come inside? Yeah. He glances toward the door. Yes, of course. Um, come on in. Uh, he glances toward um, a, cl- uh, a cloaked figure sitting at the side. Um, Kobol, if you wouldn't mind uh, shutting uh, the shutters. Uh, you see a man sitting at one of the tables by himself uh, wearing a simple uh, gray cloak. He nods and stands up and begins going around to close the shutters. And don't mind if you hear some extra footsteps. Uh, some of us just can't be seen right now. Of course. Um, intriguing. Um, well, um, Danica will be glad to know that you're safe. Uh, I must say I was surpri- I'm surprised to see you return so promptly, though. Given the shifting of Loki these days, I suppose I shouldn't be so shocked. Um, please, uh, have a seat. Um, what brings you uh, back to the blue water? Well, uh, you know, we was just passing through and, uh, you know, we needed, needed a place to crash it tonight. And, you know, I also wanted to make sure that you, you know, you're safe, doing well. Everything's on the on the up and up here. Good. Um, yes, well, we're doing as best as we can. The, the, the town itself, um, things have fallen a bit into disarray uh, since you've gone. We had noticed and we would love to hear more about what has happened here. I would not trust any intelligencer here other than you. Oh, well, thank you for the kind words by the voice I presume Lillison. Um, well, um, well, the attack on the church, uh, you are well aware of it. Um, Sadly, yes. Indeed. Um, as I'm sure you might also be well aware, um, reportedly the beasts that staged the attack, uh, were not found and dispatched that night, and by all accounts, they've still not been found, nor have they been directly sighted. Um, many of the townsfolk have feared going out into the streets, even in the daytime. There are those that have begun wondering how they came into the town, past our walls, past our gates. There are whisperings of traitors and spies. Um, those fear, there are those that fear that if vampires could enter, why not? Wolves, for instance. In some cases, there has been a bit of a religious revival, some wondering if the Morning Lord or Mother Night are punishing us. Though, um, well, in general, I think something that all have agreed upon is a wide berth given to the church itself, and not least because of the attack. The last I've heard of anyone being there was when the Baroness oversaw the Good Father's burial. No one's been there since, though, twice in the past two nights. uh, Those have been found... um, a corpse well-drained of its uh, fluids, uh, its blood entirely gone on the path of the church. Here, one young man was even found on the stairs to the sanctuary. No one's seen the groundskeeper in two days, and, well, poor altar boy, we've been, he's been taken care of. Um, but as for the worshippers, 
folks will begin to worry that the vampires may be returning to it. But myself, I cannot say. It's a troubling time for all of us. And that's not least to say of, well, what things have turned into. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it. What have things turned into? <laughs> well, fear and despair are one thing, but since the speakers took to the streets, there was one or two at first, but yesterday they were out in full force. Uh, I've heard of half a dozen, if not more. Uh, well, they've been channeling that fear. Folks have begun to discuss blame rather than defenses. Talk of traitors and beyond that of transgressions, of sins, not of the folk, but of their leaders. There's been familiar rhetoric heard from unfamiliar mouths. Um, some have claimed that they would, well, they've invoked the name of Berez. Uh, there's a village to the south. Uh, according to legend, they incurred the wrath of the devil himself. Other of the speakers have, well, echoed a certain noble house's rhetoric. Discussion of, well, a preference for the devil over a madman. And that fear has been well channeled into rage. Many of our neighbors throughout the town have begun to blame the Burgomaster. I do not know if it shall spill over or when, but that fire has been simmering below the surface, and as the speakers increase and as their message spreads, I fear that those embers shall smolder into an inferno. When it strikes, I cannot tell you say, but, well. Will you be safe? At this point, you hear the last shutter closing. Uh, the man uh, nods to Erwin. Um, well, I feel that um, we should be all right. Uh, we're not in any means associated with uh, any of the parties involved with this. Um, and we have our friends. Cobalt uh, is... Uh, among them. Uh, the man uh, nods and takes a seat again at the table. It is not for us that I'm afraid, but those that um, innocents, uh, or even un not so innocent, that might be harmed in the course of this. The Baron does not always choose his policies wisely, but I personally have no belief that he knowingly caused this to happen, but even if I were to believe that my words could change anything, um, I fear that the rage of the townsfolk has uh, grown beyond my ability to influence, let alone control. Yeah, they... I'm an innkeeper, not a politician. How soon, do you think? I'm, I'm guessing, but you know this town... I've heard reports of, well, crowds forming up out of the Baron's mansion, clamoring for promises of peace and safety, and, well, as far as I can tell, they've received little. It'll, all it will take is a few flare-ups, I think, to spill things over the edge. Perhaps not today, but perhaps tomorrow, but perhaps the day after. Things seem to be mounting, and near as I can tell, there are forces behind the scenes that are accelerating, stoking the flames. Earthendeer gives a glance to 
where Lillison's standing and then turns his gaze. Well, anything we can do for you? As for me, um, not as such, um, with, a. We've been doing our best to keep the inn safe. Uh, with our newest guest, we've been trying to uh, make him comfortable as well. Um, Who's that? But Oh, forgive me. Um, I mentioned um, the altar boy at the church. Uh, as uh, we did some uh, digging ourselves, um, fortunately, by some miracle, he survived the night. Um, the first searchers said they found him under the bed. Uh, whispering to himself, uh, lost in some sort of mindless haze. Um, we were able to secure him and bring him here. Uh, he's upstairs in the boys' room now. From what we've heard, his family is uh, not around to claim him. Uh, his parents passed some years ago, so we've been doing what we can, what we can to um, provide him the safety that he's lost. How successful we have been um, in calming him, I'm not sure, but if nothing else, physically, He's well. Good. Good. And then... Erthrandir kind of takes a long look at Erwin. So, would we be safe to stay here tonight? Of course. Uh, the Baron's guards have uh, pulled back from the normal places. There have been reports of them vanishing from their posts, uh, of them even joining the crowds, and listening to these speakers with approval. Um, and you say there's a big crowd around the Baron's house? Um, well, they come and go, but um, yesterday there was a, a crowd of some sorts, and from what I've heard so far today, it seems to have grown larger. They've been demanding guarantees of safety, and, well, Isaac Strazny was a beast and a monster, but he represented the Baron's strength, if nothing else. Without that strength, the guards are splintering. Loyalties are up in the air, and the townsfolk... Well, if the Baron can't hurt them, he certainly can't keep them safe, either. Erthrandir nods. Thank you. And of course. He turns to Lillison. Shall we? Yes, I think that we may need some more invisibility for this, perhaps. Probably. And then he turns to Amity. What? His voice is very right. low. What are you thinking? Um... I, I can I can turn you both invisible if if that's what you want. That would help a lot. Amity nods. And thank you. Should 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 I should I come along? I, I don't know. I mean you it's if it seems like Victor's the the most powerful and, you know, it's 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 more about him. It, unless you're particularly stealthy, it might be best if it was Lillison and I for this one. Amity nods. All right. And she will go ahead and upcast invisibility. 
Ooh. Oh, no. Y'all. is no longer invisible now. Yeah. D don't, don't start casting any spells. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank Can you. Kiva not be invisible anymore? It's freaking yep. out. Erythrindy <laughs> will drop concentration. Thank you, love. Ah, of course. Good luck, and, you know, if we don't see you in two hours, we'll maybe start to go look. Yep. Thanks. Well then. Same. If, if anything goes bad, we'll, we'll have a dress. <laughs> Excellent. Alright, yeah, I guess Berthrandir will head out to the Baron's mansion. Wait, no. No. Amity's gonna give him a goodbye kiss. Now we can leave. <gasps> oh. He, like, there is a loud thunk as something invisible <laughs> hits the floor. <laughs> and then just like a scrabbling. Uh, oh, uh, 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 oh, uh, oh, oh. I, wow, you have a remarkably good aim. I uh, didn't. Uh, you dropped your one did, there. Did I actually? I I'm... Even with the invisibility, this is still the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my life. You said that you could even see the invisibility. All right, anyway. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. There's a fleeting phantom kiss on her cheek, and then he's gone. Nobody can see Lillison's eye roll. Okay. <laughs> Symmetrian's eye roll now. No, Eva can feel a little survival. Yeah, as long as she's in 10 feet. Right? Yeah, exactly. She's not within 10 feet of everybody. Oh, anybody. Yeah, damn. Okay. Well, okay. Well, she can feel it in her heart. That's the important thing. Yeah. No, it's the heart that matters. All right. Uh, with that, you make your way out of the inn, uh, the invisible Erthrandir and Lillison, and close the door behind you. Amity, may I treat that goodbye kiss as bardic inspiration? Um, I, you know what? <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you. <laughs> bards dating bards. Just inspiring <laughs> each other. Every kiss is inspiration. Beautiful. Every kiss begins with B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well... The two of you step outside invisibly, quietly closing the door behind you. You see Esmeralda leaning outside by the wagon, occasionally stroking the horses. And as you approach, you hear her say softly, So, um, I presume some of you are heading out? We're going to try and get the Baron's son to see sense. Right. How confident are you that you can get inside? Depends. Uh, Lillison... You can... It, you're, you're pretty good at picking locks, right? I have some skill. I do not know whether that should be our only plan, though. Yeah, if you have something else to offer, as I'm all ears. Well, if you are looking for a way um, to see who is inside and where they are, I believe I could offer my services. I have access to um, the spells that might help. Then... It would take a bit of time, though. If you are invisible, it would take a, a few minutes to set up. So if you are running on the timers, then perhaps not. How long? Ten minutes. I think we can spare ten. 
to have actual intelligence on what's going on inside the house. All right. Um, it won't be mobile. It will have to be anchored in one place, but you tell me where to place it. All right? The... Hmm. Okay, so what time of day is it? By now, it's around... Um, it's around noon. Maybe it'll approaching, like, early afternoon. The There's a workroom on the upper floor near the attic. There's a window leading out to it. It's where Victor holes up. If you can put in there, then... Of course, that should be easy enough. Let's, uh, shall, uh, if you don't mind, I'll pop in for a moment and confirm that someone can keep an eye on my wagon, and then we'll uh, head off. Thank you. Of course, one moment. And she pops her head in, and um, the rest of you inside, she says, um, I'm going to head out as well, if someone wouldn't mind keeping an eye on my wagon. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I don't mind. Uh, I mean, you. unless everyone else minds. Uh, if you steal something, it'll explode, so we'll know it's you. <laughs> Ye little faith. Look, I'm just saying, you've got those uh, shifty fingers, don't ya? And she's gonna, like, wiggle her hands dramatically. As Myrtle immediately uh, says, Great, thank you, time's burning, see you later. And she gives you a wink and then closes the door back behind her. Woof. I love a woman who knows what she wants. All right, with that, Esmeralda joins the two invisible uh, companions and with a nod to them, shall we? Yeah. Very well. Let's head our way over. Um, and with that, you begin making your way away from the inn and toward the Baron's mansion. As they do, passing away from the inn, is there anything that the others within the tavern would like to be doing? Uh, after a while of just probably hanging out with Metreon, Kiva would want to talk to Irina, but it's less important than going to rescue Spellcaster Boy. So I think that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, Metreon. I will recommend that one of the uh, disguised people go order a free dress. You know, go on, Metreon. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, Metreon would just watch the wagon for maybe from a, a bedroom up top. Uh, uh, but if you guys wanted to go get the dress, he would also do that. Dress shopping, dress shopping, dress shopping. Can Kiva take Irina and Metreon dress shopping with Amity? Amity cannot, well, uh, she um, ain't in disguise currently, so. Oh, yeah, and Kiva's not invisible anymore, but she'll just put up her cloak, so it's fine. Alright, um, Irina uh, kind of looking, kind of just listening thoughtfully. Oh, I'm sure if, uh, if we're going there, uh, I, I can come. Great. It'd be good to have you, and uh, it'll be fun, I think. She just nods quietly. Kiva, like, just looks very sick and just, just walks right outside. <laughs> uh, is you coming, or are you going to watch? Uh, maybe you could stay and watch the cart? Is Mark, uh, looks at the cart for a second and says, if, um, if I read this going, if I could, um, uh, Come along as well. It might be for the best. And at this point, you hear a cough uh, from uh, the uh, corner of the room. Uh, lads, uh, if you're looking to uh, set off, I don't mind uh, keeping an eye on the wagon for you. A man named Cobal offers a small wave and a smile. I don't trust him. I would it, like to. It will you. explode if you try to steal anything. So it's your funeral, I guess, man. Right, mate. Um, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll try not to blow myself up. 
Can I, I steal? Mean... I want to try insight. <laughs> yeah, I feel Make an insight check. Uh, that is a nine. We're rolling great tonight, guys. Kiva rolled a six, so <laughs> not much better. <laughs> Tough to read. Seems forthright, as far as you can tell. Well, I mean, I know we can trust as in her ability to rig explosives, so like you said, if we come back and the blue otter ends on fire, then we know he tried to steal something. Yeah, and he'll be dead, so there you go. Thanks for the thanks for doing, looking out for us. Right, and Will, I guarantee uh, you won't have anything to worry about. I'll take care of it. Erwin uh, chuckles. Kobo's uh, reliable, quite. I'm sure that you won't have any issues if he's keeping an eye on things. Uh, DM. I was gonna. Yeah. Do go I ahead. recognize that voice? I was gonna say, is this is this our buddy? Make a wisdom check. Ooh. Eleven. Eleven. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> We got a six and a nine for insight and both 11s for wisdom. The voice sounds slightly familiar, but you're not sure from where. You could have heard <laughs> him in the he, room at some point. Does he appear to recognize us? He seems friendly enough. Okay. Is he our fated ally? <laughs> <laughs> this giant fucking raven is our fated ally. <laughs> I'd love it. Metreon pauses a bit, thinking he he knows that voice from somewhere, but just can't place it, and then starts to walk out with the others. Shopping right. trip, shopping trip. And as we're on the way out, Metreon goes to Kiva. It's such a accent. I'm, I swear I've heard it before, but not. I know. I can't think of where we would have met the guy, though. Oh, I haven't seen him before in my life. I mean, maybe he was at the winery. No, it might be. The pastel goth gang just trying desperately to remember their own lives. Right. <laughs> also, before she left, Lillison would have uh, handed one of you uh, Vasilka's measurements. Ooh. Okay, cool. We're going to do this right. Get her a fitted dress. I mean, we could just fit it to Irena. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> but also... Hmm? I mean, if right. the dress fits the flesh golem, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure and if so, the dress yeah. doesn't fit, the abbot could just replace parts of the flesh golem. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's it. Oh, That's right. God. All right. On that note, as Erythrondir, Lilison, and Esmeralda make their way partially invisibly down the streets toward the Baron's Manor, the others among you carve off from the inn and begin making your way toward the dressmaker's shop, Moldavar and Daughters. And that is where we will end our session for today. Ooh. Leaving on the shopping cliffhanger, yeah, I see. That's the, yeah. it's the, it's the most terrifying cliffhanger. You'll, you know, what are the prices? What'll be on sale? Exactly. Do they have uh, the right kind of fabric? Is it taffeta or is it just charmeuse? I'd love a, like a silk charmeuse wedding dress though clings to the body, you know. Oh, I forgot to ask what kind of supportive undergarments Vasilka already had. Oh, no. Shit. Do you don't know I what, mean, we what silhouette we're designing for. Like, bridal lingerie while we're there, though. If, like, we get the lingerie that's fitted to the dress, then it's fine. I mean, yeah. if you've seen the art for Vasilka, she basically is wearing wedding lingerie. I mean, I presume that's what we're providing. 
so are we to assume that the abbot has a garter belt or is that something that we need to get <laughs> that's a fourth resurrection <laughs> <laughs> Man, Linus is just banging up the bargaining price. I mean, we, you know, we've already talked about coffee. I think frilly underwear kind of makes it in there. <laughs> it's real bloomers. All right, well, wonderful and good game, y'all. Thank you to everyone for joining us today. We will see you all back in the mists next week. Until then, listen to the wisdom of elders and take care.